I'm Luka Doncic and this is Lockdown Mavericks Welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, and joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com, the Berea boy, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Ah, what a day. What a day in Mavsville, according to uh, Donnie Nelson uh, today uh, in his presser uh, talking to the media, but uh, it is a sad day. I mean, uh, I know we talked a lot about J.J. Barea on yesterday's uh, Locked on Mavs pod. And if you haven't listened, go listen to yesterday. But um, it's not very often you have a player that plays, you know, double-digit seasons for your team. Any franchise, Ever. in any sport. I mean, uh, so it, it's a it's a sombering day to say, you know, goodbye to J.J. And hopefully it's not the last goodbye. Hopefully he comes back at some point uh, as a coach or something. But uh it is. It's a sad day saying bye to JJ Barea, the basketball player for the Dallas Mavericks. Absolutely. On today's show, like Isaac alluded to, we are going to continue to talk about JJ Barea. We had Donnie Nelson, Rick Carlisle, and JJ himself speak to the media on Media Day week. Media Day, like number nine or eight or something like that. It's just continuing, ongoing, which I actually have liked better, especially since we're a daily pod. You know, I, I bet writers like Media Day all at once. They just get it all out of the way. But for me, I like it spread out. I miss going to Media Day. I do media too. Day yeah. in person is when you have all the side conversations, you meet yep. some new players. Last year, I literally just followed Bobon around and just talked to him about random crap for, <laughs> I don't know, like 30, 45 minutes. But Media Day in person is a lot of fun. Media week, it's fun for content. Yeah, right. So we're going to talk about J.J. Barrera. We're going to hear from Donnie, J.J., and Rick Carlisle about different things about J.J.'s response. I'm sure by now, if you follow us on Twitter or if you're on any kind, if you're on the internet today, you saw J.J. Barrera's response about what Dallas means to him. So we're going to play that if you missed it somehow and play mm. a bunch of different other things that maybe didn't get shared as much from J.J., uh, his roll down the road. He got a couple texts from some people. We're going to speculate wildly about those. And we're going we're to talk about that. We're going to hear from Donnie Nelson. A lot of stuff on the Today Show. So let's get into it. Um, man, so we did our reaction yesterday about you know how we feel about J.J. Brea, what he's meant to the franchise, a bunch of stats we brought out yesterday. So today's a little bit more about, you know, JJ's re- JJ's response to all this and then you know how do the Mavericks kind of move on so let's get into right away this is JJ Barea his initial response basically the first question that was asked to him was just you know how can you sum up your time in Dallas and what did you think about you know your time playing for the Mavericks so here's JJ Barea oh uh thank you too it's been amazing as you guys know uh we had some great times uh no it's a it's a tough day it's a tough it happened uh, pretty quick, you know, it still hasn't hit me. Uh, but I woke up, you know, I woke up today super happy, you know. It's been it's been an amazing time here in Dallas. I wouldn't change anything, you know, as uh, I can't the 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 messages and the all the DMs and all the Twitter and all the from the fans everywhere in Dallas has been amazing, you know, the way they treated me here from day one. Uh, this city saw me as a kid. This city saw me grow up with a family now, kids, wife. 
everywhere we go is special here in Dallas. Uh, the way they treat me, the way they treat my family. So it's been it's been amazing, you know. Uh, uh, but yeah, today is, is a tough. It's a tough day. It's, a, it's the end of, of, of me as a player in, in Dallas. Uh, but nothing, nothing but good memories and good things. Yeah, kind of an expected response from JJ, but I feel like everybody, at least I got so many responses. So I, I tweeted out the video from the, the quote that we're going to talk about later where JJ started to, you know, get emotional and kind of, you know, tear up when he was talking about Dallas. And my Twitter's just been blowing up all day, but it's been really awesome to see because there's a lot of people with personal stories, you know, pictures they took with him, you know, just different moments where they saw JJ out and about around Dallas, like he mentioned with his family or, you know, they went to different Mavs events and saw him or even, you know, got to talk to him at a game or anything. No one has a bad thing to say about JJ Barea. And it's kind of, it's kind of interesting that the Mavericks had two of those guys, you know, Dirk and now JJ that have, you know, have moved on now and uh, no one could say anything bad about him. Yeah, except for LeBron, but no, I mean, <laughs> uh, I mean in Dallas, yeah, I mean JJ is, you know, a lot of the Dirk stuff was brought up a little bit today. I think it was kind of uh, symbolic uh, again of just Dirk, and uh, obviously JJ is not the player that Dirk was. We get all of that, but the feelings, the emotions. We're gonna play that quote in a little bit. This is the first time I've I like I legit teared up for a basketball sporting event since Dirk's last game uh, in Dallas. I mean, I I was on the Zoom call and like if you saw the recording of it, you can just I had a hat on. I just like put my head down and then I just turned my video off. I'm like, wow, this is gonna be embarrassing. I'm getting all like emotional over here on Zoom. <laughs> uh, but it did, man. It got me. It got me a lot. And it's like it reminded me of the Dirk stuff. You know, people were kind of drawing the comparisons a little bit about, you know, just Dirk and what Dirk meant. I even mentioned it in Rick, you know, my question to Rick's like, hey, now that Dirk's gone, now that Berea is gone, both of them. And 2011 run was brought up a lot. So it's just we've seen these Mavs mainstays kind of transition out. And JJ is kind of one of the last ones. Oh, he's, he is the last player. I mean, he's the last player that, yeah. you know, Dwight is now the longest tenured Maverick. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, you know, we had Devin, you know, a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was just, what, two or three years ago, we had Dirk, Devin, JJ. We had, you know, which I know Devin wasn't on that title team. But it's like he's been on the team for a while. So we've kind of seen those three guys in particular all transition out and recently. Absolutely. Uh, all right, here's the one Here's the one that got Isaac, that got a bunch of people that's garnering the biggest response online. This is JJ Barea being asked the question, why Dallas? Why is Dallas so special? And why was he able to carve out just this incredible career in this city and for this franchise? Oof. Uh, that's a tough question, man. Uh, Dallas is, Dallas is my second home, man, from, from Puerto Rico. Uh, it's just special, man. It's the happiest place that I ever played basketball. Uh, the people, you guys, my teammates, coach. Coach is my favorite coach of, uh, of all time. Uh, Donnie, uh, Mark, uh, everything, man, everything. They treated me the same ways from day one. And then when I made the team, is. It's been the same so yeah just and the, the the fans is you guys don't know how it feels when when i go in the game and the fans what they do and i'm i just enjoy it you know so that is always 
gonna be the best special place. And yeah, man, he couldn't even God like bless. he couldn't even get through the end of that. I mean, it it is meant a lot to him, and it's kind of cool to see that it means so much to a player too. That you know, it's not. Players are not all just callous to, well, I'm just going to make the best business decision for myself now. We see players move all the time now. Just see, feels like every year, like every player moves, right? It's something like a third of the league it goes into free agency every year or something like that. And so to see a player, it, you know, a specific place means so much to him. It's, you know, starting to become less and less frequent. And JJ Brea is one of the last vestiges of, of that. Vestige has been a word that people have used a lot. I think, I think Donnie used it. Yeah. Carlisle has definitely used it a lot. I don't actually know what it means, but sounds good uh, it's not my vocabulary but uh <laughs> oh man that yeah man that whole when jj started talking his voice started breaking that first time it just it, i'm like i think you just broke a piece off my soul um and yeah when he i when he transitioned that quote into y'all just don't know how it makes me feel you know when i check into the game and that I mean, he's been one of those crowd favorites for years on years in Dallas. That when he checks into the game, he's a perennial bench player. He checks in, he gets up off the bench. We get hyped, we get so excited. And it's like, you know, he's just uh, everybody, he's just one of those unique guys that everyone loves to root for. And you just, you love seeing that. And I know we've talked about it, Donnie alluded to it today. It's just there's something about when you see a guy his size. Uh, that you can, a lot of us can relate to succeed at the level that he has in his career and at that high level. It's so much fun. And he made it so much fun. He was such an energetic and passionate player. Uh, and he was just, I mean, he's literally one of the easiest guys to ever cheer for on your team. One of the easiest guys ever. And you just, you love rooting for him. Coming up next, Isaac and I are going to hear more from J.J. Barea. He received some texts from players on other teams. We're going to speculate wildly about who those could be. He also mentioned he got a message from Dirk, so we're going to hear about that, and we're going to talk all about that coming up. But before we do, Isaac Harris, Built Go is the perfect thing to help you break through that mental or physical wall through the day. If you get that feeling, just that, that groggy feeling during the day at some point, you need just like a kick, a boost of energy. Built Go is exactly what you need. Made by Built Bar. So they come in these 1.5 ounce packages. They're just this little gel, energy gel, collagen protein. You get the instant kick of the caffeine of the energy gel plus the sustaining collagen protein that you need. Uh, Built Go is the best workout gel on the market right now. They're super easy to carry around with you. You get that same five-hour energy feeling, but you don't get that crash afterwards. So it's perfect. It's like having a monster drink with a third of the caffeine and better results because it's naturally flavored. Uh, peanut butter, honey. Chocolate coconut, chocolate mint are the flavors that come with it for now. We'll see if they come out with some more. Built Bar just, they keep like adding onto stuff. Built Bars, they do. they've had like, you know, they started with 12 flavors. Now all of a sudden they have 18. We'll see if they, we get more Built Go flavors. Go to builtgo.com, use the promo code LOCKED, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Use the promo code LOCKED for 20% off at builtgo.com. Built Go, let's go. All right, Isaac, let's hear some more from J.J. Barea. So this was, um, this was, oh, this is a question we haven't really mentioned yet. J.J. Barea's role, we, we keep saying he's going to be a coach, he's going to be a coach, he's going to be a coach eventually, and you know, a lot of fans are saying, why doesn't he just become a coach now? It seems like he still wants to play, obviously, but this is coming from J.J. Barea himself, you know, saying to the media and saying to us that he does want to coach, not just a rumor or a report anymore. So here's what J.J. Barea had to say about that. Uh, yeah, f- for sure. I, I want to. Pl- I still want to play this year. Uh, I feel great, uh, and I want to. I want to 
you know, just finish the year playing. So hopefully that, that will happen. Uh, but yeah, in the future, I would love, you know, uh, to come back and, and help this, this team again. Uh, my goal is to coach uh, at the highest level. And I, and I know I will, I will be great, uh, especially here in Dallas. Uh, but yeah, I'm definitely gonna w wanna play this year, uh, take a break after uh, with the family, enjoy my kids. But I wanna stay around the game. And, and yeah, definitely I wanna come back here and, and, and not as a player, as a coach or as, as anything and stay around the game and end up coaching at some point. So confirmed, he does wanna coach. It's, you know, <laughs> not, it's not surprising there, but I also found it interesting. He's like, I wanna take a break with my family. He wants to do the Dirk route, right? He wants, he wants to, yeah. to take that break. He's seeing all the stuff that Dirk's doing right now. I was like, man, that looks pretty good. I would like to do that. <laughs> Coming up next, I'm going to tell you why J.J. Barea is going to be the head coach for the Mavericks' next title. Oh, <laughs> let's go. Nah, just kidding, just kidding. Um, Spicy. I'm putting that on no, a quote. I mean, <laughs> you will. You'll pull that and put it on a clip or something. Uh, but no, I mean, he was very clear. He wants to continue playing. This isn't uh, as much as we selfishly want him to just, hey, just be an assistant coach and just, you know, he still wants to play. And we have to respect that, that he still has some left in the tank. Uh, even Donnie, Donnie hyped that up a lot and is like, Hey, JJ still has gas left in the tank. He said, these guys still talk about it, uh, in, in training camp, but they've been talking about how much he still has it in camp and stuff. So, uh, but yeah, he wants to play. He wants to uh, latch on with another team and man, who knows who that team could be? <laughs> who knows? Speaking of which, here's a question. He was asked if any other teams had reached out to him, players had reached out to him, and uh, you know the next morning JJ Bray wakes up and what's JJ Bray's phone look like the next day? I got a couple messages this morning. I can't say names. Uh, oh, come I can't on. say I can't say names because I, I don't know how that works. But uh, I got some good texts. Uh, I got one uh, one good one from Dirk. Uh, you know, uh, Dirk got him by surprise. So he was, it was a good text. But, yeah, I'm, there's some options there. Uh, we'll see uh, what happens. But I, I want to make sure everybody knows I want to play. I want to play this year out. So if a team calls, I'll be ready to go. Uh, so we'll see. You never know what could happen, you know. Uh, anything could happen this year, this year with the, with the whole COVID, uh, with injuries, anything could happen. You never know. I might be back here with, with Dallas playing. The, 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 I've seen it all in the, in the NBA. I've seen crazy stuff. Uh, but I'm going to keep my options open. I, I want to let everybody know I, I still want to play. And we'll see We'll see what happens. We're very clear he still wants to play. <laughs> that, that, was a, yeah. that was a very clear message that both Donnie Nelson, Rick, and uh, and JJ were all bringing. But I thought, I thought it was really funny. He said, I could be back here, which is totally true. I wonder if all the people that were upset that he was signed the first time that now have gone through their whole, oh, man, we're going to miss JJ and go through that grief period. I wonder if they go through the whole same cycle again if he, if he comes back. <laughs> uh as far as like text he got, there's two teams that stick out to me. Yeah. And uh two two people that I could see them reaching out. Uh one, I could totally see Wes Matthews texting JJ and saying, Hey, mm. come join me in LA. We can uh, create a roster spot. We can always use another vet. We can always use another We just vet signed point Quinn guard Cook. We can unsign Quinn Cook very easily. <laughs> <laughs> um I could also see 
Steve Nash sending a text mm. and saying, hey, come up to Brooklyn. You know, besides KD, he did play with DeAndre uh, in True. Dallas. You know, DeAndre, KD, who's the other older guys on that team? I don't I don't have the roster in front of me. But Kyrie I don't is know old any. in spirit. <laughs> uh, but, like, I could totally see that and see Nash saying, hey, come come be a, a bench piece off the bench, especially if they consolidate for a bigger trade for, like, a Harden, and then they need bench spots at, you know, vet men guys. And it's like, hey, we, we desperately – if they send Dinwiddie and all these guys off in a Harden trade and they need uh, some type of backup point guard, I could totally see him taking a flyer in JJ. So those are just two off the top of my head. Steve Nash, Wes Matthews hitting up his phone. I think you can see the Clippers. Kawhi is a guy that just texts everybody, right? We saw a couple summers sure. ago. He just te- he just throws texts around everywhere. Jimmy Butler, Paul George. He was texting every. I mean, Kevin Durant. I think. How many other people? He, wa- he wants that point guard too. He wants a point guard, <laughs> and uh, yeah, they don't they don't really have one right now. As far as you know, a guy coming off the bench, they got JJ's better than Reggie Jackson. They got Luke Kennard and Reggie Jackson still, I guess. So. That's who they got, but that's that's another team. The Bucks is a team that you know. I think a lot of people have mentioned, and uh, I'm gonna your theory. Your theories are hilarious. I'm today. just gonna dive right straight into that one. JJ Barea signed to the Milwaukee Bucks, so he's he gets paid double. By the way, he gets paid two vet minimums yeah. if he goes and signs on a diff, another team for the vet men. So he goes there, gets paid double basically, and he hangs out with Giannis all year. He's just whispering. His locker's beside him. His locker's right next to him. He's just whispering in his ear the whole time. Don't sign the Supermax. Don't sign it. Give his, vent his, to your leave. anger and leave Milwaukee. He leaves his iPad open. And he's like FaceTiming Luca. And he's like, he just leaves it by the locker. And Luca's like, hey, do you know where, you know, Giannis is great. I would love to play with Giannis, but don't tell him, okay? Whatever you do, don't tell. And Jay's just like, oh, sorry, sorry. I left my iPad here. My bad, my bad. Uh, yeah. What? Undercover agent. What a special skill you could put on your coaching application when he hands it into Rick Carlisle. I'm sure they have to do a written application where you literally like give them your resume and they're like, no, just fill out all the things on this resume. Isn't that the most annoying thing to do? But to put Giannis, Giannis recruitment, successfully recruited Giannis Adendikumpo to the Dallas Mavericks would be an incredible spot to put on his resume when he comes back. This would back. be Donnie's card because, you know, Miami gave Bam the extension, same agent. You know, there's yep. been some people are like, oh, maybe that impressed Giannis. Toronto's thing that came out the other day, some documentary on this, like, uh, one news outlet, and it's, like, inside the draft room of, you know, the Giannis draft, and it's Masai. It's like, oh, look, Masai <laughs> tried to trade up for you. He always wanted you. I'm like, all right, where where's your move, Dallas? And here's Dallas's move. It's like, they're going to send in the Trojan horse to Milwaukee and say, J.J. Barea, go do our recruiting. And then that would be wild, though, if it if he does go – and then all of it unfolds, and then JJ's a coach like a year later. Oh yeah, in Dallas. Oh yeah, it would be absolutely. And by the way, Dallas Mavericks, if you're listening, hire us to do that documentary because the Mavericks have the exact <laughs> same thing, right? Hire us. We'll do the, we'll do the podcast documentary on it. We'll do all kinds of stuff. We'll do all the interviews, all that. We'll we'll use the extra stuff for Lockdown Mavs, but we'll make you a great podcast like documentary <laughs> about how they almost drafted Giannis. Uh, we'll get yes. Costas in it. We'll get everybody. So, Woj. Woj, can, yeah, Woj can come in, even though Carl Cuban hates it when Woj knows stuff about the Mavericks. Oh, all right, let's. Uh, all right, coming up, let's get into Donnie Nelson stuff, and then the last thing we want to really talk about is the 
reigns are going to be handed from JJ is the leader, like the veteran leader on the team. Now he's, he's going to be gone. And so the reigns are going to be handed over. Isaac asked a very pointed question to Carlisle and to JJ Bray about who they would pass the reins off to of leadership for this team. And so we'll hear about that coming up. All right, Isaac, let's get into some more of Donnie Nelson talking about JJ Barea, as well as what the role of leadership will look like on this Mavericks team. And so let's, um, Let's get into that, but before we do, the wait is almost over. We're so close. Saturday night, the Mavericks play. The 2021 season is almost here, and the Lockdown NBA podcast will get you ready with a special week of shows. Beginning December 14th, get previews of every team, division by division, from all 30 of our Lockdown NBA hosts, including us, plus waiver wire editions from Lockdown Fantasy Basketball, rookies to watch from Chad Ford. Chad Ford's already done his 2021 like like mock draft already from the, from the top, like who should go number one and all that. Wild. Predictions on each division from rejecting the screen. Subscribe to Locked on NBA wherever you get your podcasts. Do not miss that episode. All right, here's Donnie Nelson talking about J.J. Barea. This is uh, about the, the timing of his departure. I think that that's kind of interesting because the timing is a, a little bit weird, right? We're, we kind of are trying to put it into context and figure out why they did it this way and brought him in for a week and you know they gave him the money which is doing right by the player but they're also letting him go this week why don't they just let him play through preseason maybe they want him to go play somewhere else maybe he has a deal lined up but here's donnie nelson answering that question that was done jointly um it was the appropriate thing um for uh for the mavericks and for jj and his family to do that uh, in concert at this time um jj is certainly not finished playing I think the fact that uh, we've gone in a little bit of a, um, a younger direction, let's call it, with um, our backup point guard prospects, um, certainly the writing was on the wall. We all understood that coming in. I think it was um, really more of a, an appreciation for um, JJ and the amazing things that he's done through his career, um, why we, we brought him back as the 16th player on this roster. And... Um, uh, gave him a, a, a thank you of sorts. So, uh, again, JJ has got a lot of juice left in the tank. Um, anyone walking through that practice door will tell you he still got it. Uh, he wants to add to, you know, his uh, championship uh, trophy case. And I think uh, this will give him uh, potentially the, uh, the opportunity to, like he did in Dallas when he first came, he'll have the opportunity to choose um, – which team, in his opinion, and his amazing um, agent Bill Duffy's opinion, uh, is the best match for them? Breaking: Donnie Nelson doesn't believe that the Mavericks are the best chance for JJ Barea to win a title. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. It sounds like he does have something lined up, though. Yeah, I mean, Donnie's uh, you know comments there towards the end. He he wants to add to the championship uh, case uh, and all of that. Um, yeah, I I mean. If you want to do, you know, title favorites, I think all of those teams towards the top, like we mentioned, you know, Laker, both the LA teams, Bucks, Nets, you know, any of those teams up towards the top. I, I would be surprised if JJ goes to, you know, uh, a team at the bottom of the league, you know, somebody like the Hawks, but uh, <laughs> I just continue. The shade just that. never stops. It, 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 it's like my, they, it's my lane. They're the most <laughs> improved team over the offseason and they're still catching they strays are. like they're the Knicks. <laughs> now it's just fun to do i'm sorry <laughs> melvin but uh no it, 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 i could see him going to uh, uh one of those title favorites for sure 
Yeah, that that'd be interesting. But you know, that was all about the timing. It seemed like it was according to Donnie Nelson, it was done jointly, and so yeah, they made that decision, and it was the best for him at this point. So he gets to go and play some preseason games for another team. But she missed the first week of training camp with these other teams, so I don't know what that's all about. But all right, this is Donnie Nelson talking about. And some of the best memories that he's had with J.J. Barea. He talks about the 2011 title. I thought this was his best answer of the day. And uh, I think he also kind of tears up at the end of this. So just listen to the audio real close and see if you can tell that he's kind of you know getting emotional about J.J. I think the, the last, the, the, the championship clearly is really the pinnacle that we all point back to. And that was just an amazing experience for the Dallas Metroplex. And again, I think, you know, um, you know, the Hall of Famers, you know, soon to be Dirk and Jason Kidd. And there's certain guys that, um, you know, will get more credit than others. JJ was as important a piece of that championship run as anyone. And uh, his championship ring should uh, have been a little bit bigger uh, because that part inside of that 510 body is unmatched uh and, and will be um, sorely missed okay i have something to tell donnie nelson the ring is bigger relative to the size of the person <laughs> if you put him and dirk next to each other <laughs> anyway so i thought that was interesting he just talking about you know how important he was he was such an important piece we talked about that yesterday how important he was that 2011 title and you know he continues to uh you know be a a big part of this Mavericks franchise and the, the history of the Mavericks. Yeah. I mean, the Mavericks don't win that title without him. I mean, point blank, simple. Uh, Rick goes on this whole big thing about the decision to start him uh, in that. And, you know, in that finals, we talked about on yesterday's pod. I thought that was really cool by Rick. Um, yeah. I mean, he, the biggest moment in franchise history, JJ Barea had, I mean, a major, major part in that. All right. The last thing I want to get into and talk about is, J.J. Barea handing the reins of leadership off to someone else. You asked some great questions to both J.J. and Rick Carlisle. If you're going to hand the reins of leadership off to somebody, who would it be on this specific roster? Uh, it's a young team. Uh, it's a really young team. Uh, if I got to hand it out, I got to pick somebody. Uh, I'll go with, uh, out of the top of my head, I'll go with uh, Dwight Powell. Uh, Dwight Powell right now is... Uh, we've been together for a bunch of years now, and and he's the one guy that I think uh, if guys learn from him just by watching him and listening to him, I think uh, there'll be good professional players. I like that quote from JJ, especially the end of that, that there'll be good professional players because I think we talk about leadership and you know it's sort of like this ethereal type thing that doesn't really have a definition. It's just like, who's the guy out there that's making guys do the right thing on the court? But it's not necessarily all about on the court who's doing the right things, you know, rah, rah stuff in a huddle and that kind of stuff. We see that as leadership in like, you know, remember the Titans or a Disney, you know, Disney movie or something like that. But the fact that young guys, this team has so many young guys on it and guys that are still young that have been in the league for a little while, maybe, but are also still learning how to act as a pro, how to be as a pro, how to carry themselves, how to, you know, do certain things in the NBA and, you know, behind the scenes and all that. And so, I think that was interesting that he mentioned Dwight specifically. We don't mention Dwight enough about him being a leader because now he's the longest tenured Maverick, right? That's on the active roster. 
Yeah, I mean, you look at uh, which it, it's crazy. You know, we're at what five, six seasons, five and a half seasons. I you know, I think for uh, Dwight, or maybe even longer than that, six and a uh, yeah, six and a half seasons. He was up uh, there in most games played for a Maverick. I'm gonna go look it up again just to see what the number is. But he was yeah, well, he's at he's at like 366 maybe uh, games in, in Dallas, and you know, roughly a little over a hundred more than Dorian Finney-Smith that we're just talking about like active roster. But he is the next guy. I mean, we've we've you, I don't mean to bang this drum even more, but Dwight. I mean, people love Dwight Powell in Dallas. He is the next leader of this team. He's going to be with this team for a while. They extended him for that reason. Uh, he's really big in the Players Association. I could see him having an even bigger role in the Players Association coming up in the near future. Uh, but I, I mean, I just. You can't understate how much this team values Dwight Powell. So, I mean, I think he's going to be like the center big man version of Dwight. I mean, of JJ uh, moving forward. And yeah, uh, I, I thought that was uh, really telling of him. And you, you mentioned that too about on the court leader and stuff. I mean, look at Miami. We've been you know talking about Haslam a lot. Like Bam's a leader on that team, right? I mean, when he's on the court, he's going to be a, a, a def- default type of leader. Jimmy Butler's a leader, but Bam on the court is going to be a, a, a leader type. But Haslam is a leader on that team too. You know, so like two totally different type of leaders. And it kind of goes into Rick Carlisle when I asked Rick kind of the same question. He had a little bit of a different answer, but he had he went kind of the on-court route with the first guy of saying this guy is going to be you know, this guy's our no-question leader. Well, Luka Doncic is our main leader. I don't think there's any question about that. Um, we have other guys on the team that have an important leadership presence. Um, you know, Powell is, is a guy that comes to mind immediately. Um, Brunson, as a leader of that second unit, comes to mind immediately. Uh, Tim Hardaway has a lot of those leadership characteristics. And, uh, you know, the core group that we've been able to keep together here for a while, um, they're all a part of it. KP's a part of it, you know. And so this is where, you know, this is going to be one of our one of our challenges moving forward without J.J. Barea in practice, in the locker room before games, you know, in the huddles, um, Available to play, you know, knowing that he was always going to be ready. Uh, you know, we started him. I started him. I don't know how many times last year, five or six or seven, whatever it was. Always, he always played well, and we won the majority of those games. And so, you know, it's going to be a be a different feel for sure. There you go. That's the answer we've been waiting for, right? Like that's the one we've talked yeah. about it a lot about how Luca has been. The guy kind of stepping up as the emotional leader of the team. And I mean, that's just that's just a one stuff, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's absolutely awesome. And that, that's the difference. That's the same. I mean, it's the same thing. Like Luca is going to be a leader on the court, but to where you could, you know, you have the guys like the JJ Perez of the world the you know haslams of the world that's you know can be leaders off the court at the same time too so uh leaders like athletes uh come in all shapes and sizes and uh experience and everything so um somber day in dallas saying goodbye to jj hopefully it's not a last goodbye that we welcome him back in the near future but more importantly for him 
I hope he does latch on with a good team in the league. I hope he does have a, a deep playoff run. I hope it, he does you know have some have a moment in the playoffs or you know something like that. Uh, and he goes to somewhere like Brooklyn or it'd really be really really tough to see JJ in a Lakers uniform. But I was gonna say I, I hope it's the Lakers so that you have to root for them just ever so slightly. There'd ha- it'd finally be a Laker that I like like. There's Lakers you like. Is there? Jared Dudley's your favorite player. Get out of here. No, I don't dislike Anthony Davis, but. Oh, well. There you go. Guys, thanks so much for joining us tomorrow. No new episode in the morning, but we will do a post-game show after the preseason games. We'll be watching it. You can watch it on Mavs.com, by the way. That's on Mavs.com's website right now that they will stream it. So I don't think it's on Fox Sports Southwest, which is crazy that they wouldn't do that, but. This is where we are. So, a bunch of you can't watch Fox Sports Southwest anyway. So, Mavs.com, go watch it there. We'll have a post game. So, subscribe to the podcast if you're not. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. Boom. (laughs) (laughs) You're not going to get JJ right there. Not not in that suit. I've seen that little uh, little seat on the bench before. Okay. He's like, Uh, Look at Luca! <laughs> oh, he broke Luca with laughter. <laughs> I haven't seen anything like that since Romo 